Hello and welcome to day three, the final day of the Sim Racing Expo. And we are joined by Alex Goldschmidt, commentator of the esports events happening over the weekend. How are you doing? Um, let's just say <laughs> to be a little bit fried, a little bit wired, would be a complete understatement. I'm still filled with adrenaline after the professional trophy yesterday, but you know, one more race to go, the ADAC Digital GT500. Temple of Speed, Monza, GT3 cars. Couldn't think of a better finale in that front. I mean, turn one's going to be absolutely fine, right? Before we get into the uh, before we get into the racing, how have you found the um, the expo generally? Well, it was when I, I mean, I got the call from Corvana back in June of this year saying we want you to be a part of the expo this year, and I was like, yeah, cool, sign me up, let me know the dates, and I'll book them. And then when I got shown all the renders of the floor plans and everything, so I had the heads up on everybody. I thought these plans don't do it justice and when mm. I walked in despite having bag troubles flying from Heathrow to Frankfurt Ooh. to Nuremberg <laughs> thank thank goodness my um, thank goodness my bag arrived on the following day at four o'clock so I, was, I felt like a little bit of a hobo for a couple of days you and your Rotax shirt right you're repping, <laughs> repping the Rotax for a while well I'm still repping the Rotax I don't really give a shit um, <laughs> <laughs> we're adults aren't we uh, but yeah it was um, just walking in and seeing the, the 718 came in and the Porsche 911 and then this huge whopping stage and then I saw where I was going to be. I was like, I feel like I'm in an arena. I, I feel like I'm John Motson or something like that. <laughs> you know, the renders that I saw, because ADAC and the Sim Racing Expo Twitter account really did a good job sharing and, and showing us kind of what the plan was for the venue. When I saw the stage, I was like, oh, that looks really cool. Okay, neat. And then, you know, we, we were going to be on the stage, so we're excited there. But when I walked in, I got a bigger sense of what we're actually doing here. Yeah. And it really felt like it was an, another different level that they wrote, just brought the bar up yeah. just a little bit more. Because that stage does feel like something you would see on a music award or something like that, where you're watching it on the television. It's a bit like the Grammys or the Emmys, isn't it? Or the it Oscars. Is. And it is. You know, walking onto that stage yesterday evening when we closed the show down. I, you know, like looking at how vast Hall 8 is, but when I was told the plans, you know, we've got over 15,000 square meters of real estate. It's more accessible. You know, the Sim Racing Expo outgrew the Nürburgring, despite the fact we probably would have wanted to stay there. But the way that Sim Racing's evolved over the last two and a half years since March 2020, we're at this stage now where there is this evolution and this is the product of that. So, you know, when we've got brands like Nintendo Germany, we've got WRC Generations. I mean, Vissaro with their kick-ass Vissaro Classic. I mean, we had the Mura on there earlier on this week. And I, I instantly spotted the dashboard. And I went, that's what you want. You want immersion. Yes. And that's what it's all about here. It's about getting, finding everything under one roof and just everyone having a great time and actually meeting up. So who have you met uh, since you've been here? Tony Kanan. Uh, he's been here all weekend. Um, but it's like, it's everyone that I've normally been on the other side of a, a camera with. Like, you, you, for instance, Tom. And this is the first time we've met, Chris. This is. Um, you know, like, just... I can't really put into words how many people I've met, but it's a, it's a shed load. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been good, hasn't it? It's been a nice community feel. And it's also nice to see all the faces behind the brand. So now you can put some faces behind Assetech and Fanatec and Track Racer and Vasaro and Hoysenveld, like all of these like brands that we all know and we all love and we all have very strong opinions about. 
now you know we, we kind of know the people behind it right yeah I think it's you know the community is one thing social contact is something completely different yeah the vibe that myself Corby and Paul have gone from being in the paddock seeing it morph into what it is now where we saw the Formula One style garage where the teams are just arriving and they're getting everything set up you know cabling power internet LAN it's like the amount of effort that Michael Vamza who's the CEO of Corvana um, I've had some really good chats with him uh, great party last night <laughs> we had the exhibitor party last night uh, in uh, just actually not too far off the Norris ring itself and when people were saying, oh, we're not at the Nürburgring anymore, we're, we're a kilometre and a half away from the, Nor from the Norris Ring. But it's made this a hell of a lot better. We've, we've proved the naysayers wrong. You so know, what have been the, the major differences, do you think, between being at the Nürburgring where you have the track, and obviously last year we had the classic cars racing, to here we actually have the classic cars, they're just not moving, right? Yeah, Sometimes... Door. They look fast, even standing still, right, guys? This is a fact, um, yes. I mean, one of my friends from the casting world, Tanya Yildiz, has been talking to me every single day, saying, Alex, I've got to stand in Retro Classics Bavaria, and we're really, really proud to partner up with them. And from that aspect, the scale. The scale is what has impressed me. Yeah. And I think it's just only the start of things to come, because from my perspective as a commentator, but also... I've been going around the paddock in here, going through Hall 9. This afternoon, after I've done everything I need to do, it's playtime. Nice. So, everything you need to do. We've got a race today. Are you excited for it? 100%. I mean, you can't get better than screaming, roaring GT3 cars at Monza. And the Retifilio chicane, 34 cars. So, any predictions? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Actually. Right, okay. Um, well, when you've got teams like Redline, GTWR, Williams Esports, you know, everybody that's anybody, 30 plus teams, a mammoth grid, that's going to be like several thousand horsepower charging its way like a rampant bull into the chicane. I'm sure there's going to be some uh, three wide action, probably some late breaking, probably some unfortunate outbreak, you know, outbreaking <laughs> themselves. I, I mean, it happens, but. Um, there's, there could be a little bit of history made here. Based on the season that you've been commentating with all these teams, do you think Williams can take both? Yes. You think they can? You want to know why? One of their drivers won the GT500 with Irano Esports last year, Louis Naza. And him and Daniel Pastor, I know, are a very, very good combination. Got to know Louis very, very well, and also Seb Hawkins and everybody there. You can't count out the Italian duo, Moreno Sirica and Alessandro Bico. Alessandro was third with the Marla Racing Team last year. So Williams are going to be a strong threat. Redline, we've got Max Bonacchi. That man needs no introduction. GCWR, we've got mm -hmm. Giorgio Simonini here in person. We saw a really, really good race between Williams and Triton yesterday. The we professional did. trophy. It was calculated it was strategic we got some door rubbing we got some paint swapping today's going to be a bit of a different feel but it's the centerpiece of what the adac digital gt500 is about it's a prestigious honor to win that title based on current performances i'm going to single out two teams it's oh. going to be redline and it's going to be williams 
And if Louis Naza does that, he'll be the first person to have ever won the Digital GT500 twice in a row with two different teams. Interesting, interesting. We're hoping that the grid finder Chevron is uh, yeah. in their rear view at least for a little bit so we can get some of that limelight on the stream. Well, you know what? It was really, really nice to see grid finder actually being able to battle for the top 20 because the, lot, the previous few races, I still remember the Jukes K-Sweep, round four, Kyle Army, bang. Again, it's like every single time you guys have tried to make some moves forward, <laughs> it's like one step, it's like Paula Abdul once said, one step forward, two steps back. Another musical reference. That's what we've been doing here. We, we, we want to bring the professionalism, professionalism, sorry. You can tell it's still early. Yeah. Um, we want to bring the professional aspect. We, we want to make sure it's fun, it's entertaining for not just the people here, but also for those watching on the dedicated live streams. The one thing that I'm really looking forward to today, when, once I get a chance to have a look back at it, it'll be behind us anyway that we've got the massive Vicaris uh, announcement with Christoph Siebel and C uh, CEO of VCO, Florian Hasper, who I've known for a decade. What VCO have brought to the sim racing world is positive disruption. Mm. Okay. And the way that they have gone about it is what nobody else, I think, has contemplated or even thought about. Next week, VCO, Pro Sim Infinity. Mm. 24 races in 24 hours and a certain amount of races has to be done by a professional driver. The e-racing World Cup 2022 is going to be held at the home of the Unicorns of Love, Arcadia in Hamburg, and it's another LAN event. That's the thing that the sim racing community has been missing for the last two and a half years, significant LAN events that bring a right. presence bring awareness to the sim racing community and to be partnered with something like retro classics bavaria you know that those people have got money to spend so they might think about hang on i didn't know they did classic cars on simulators straight you away know, you got an in i was actually going to say the same thing so when we were walking in through the classic cars through the car show i was wondering how many of the people who are here just for the cars over on that side kind of journey over here and then see the racing on the big screen and go, wow, this feels just like the motorsport that I know and love on TV mm. that I watch. Maybe I need to pay a little bit more attention to sim racing because obviously us sim racers, we already know it is real motorsport. It is. It is. It just plain is. I mean, when I, when I started commentating on sim racing, and I'm going to have to give a shout out to my good buddy Chris McCarthy, uh, one of the um, commentators for the Virtual Le Mans series. He said, Alex, treat it like a real race. The first race I did, and I don't, I don't talk about this often, I did the Team Brit Summer Series on Assetto Corso Competizione. I came in halfway through the season because they wanted to live stream it. We did, I think it was, um, I can't remember which track it was, I think it was Suzuka. First 15 minutes of quali, I remember exactly what happens. The last 15 minutes of quali, I can't remember a damn thing. <laughs> but then it was just like thinking, okay, just get your head together. But I've done all my prep work. And, you know, like the, the old saying goes, piss poor preparation promotes piss poor performance. If you're, and this is a thing that I'd like to say to any aspiring commentator, commentator that's coming up the ranks. You do all your research and then be yourself. The rest falls into place. There you go. Fabulous quote to end the show on that one. <laughs> well, we appreciate you all being here for every single episode that we've had. And actually, if you go to Apple... 
Google, Spotify. We have our live show that we did on that stage just yesterday. That, that seems a bit and we got mental, to play actually. two truths <laughs> and one lie with Lawrence Tussauds and uh, Dave Cam. And that was a hilarious. Lot of fun. A lot I still of fun. I still don't believe that first one from Lawrence. We'll I never still know. don't believe it. We'll but never know. <laughs> let us know what you guys think and We'll be back later on today with the wrap-up show to wrap up the entirety of the Sim Racing Expo 2022 here from Nuremberg. With Danny Juicer. With Danny Juicer. That'd be great. Brilliant. Thank you very much. He looked like an Italian gangster at the exhibitor party last time. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like an Italian gangster pictures, most of the time. I would love to see pictures of that. <laughs> you, you know what? The first thing that I did, mobile phone went on Do Not Disturb. It was yeah, like, no screens, just chill out, have just fun with good friends. Meet the people, really be yeah. present in the moment. Oh, and it looks like the show's about to start, so we're going to sign off for um, now. Well, no, they're not actually starting the show. They're doing some testing, I think. So okay, well, uh, the show doesn't start until about just before quarter past ten this morning. Quarter past ten this morning. Tune into the ADAC's actual Twitch channel, YouTube channel, whichever is your preferred platform, and don't forget to subscribe to Sim Sundays at youtubecom Sundays. We'll see you later today. Goodbye. Hey, welcome back to another check-in with Sim Sundays and Gridfinder. I'm here with the Gridfinder racing team, well, part of the racing team. So why don't you guys introduce yourselves real quick? Uh, yeah, hey, uh, I'm Daniel. I'm part of the ACC racing team for Gridfinder. So we had our race yesterday. Um, yeah, really nice to, to introduce myself to the, to the fans. Yeah. yeah, I'm also part of the uh, ACC racing team and um, myself. Um, Leon, <laughs> forgot that one, and yeah, just. And I'm Bogdan, I'm also part of the ACC sim racing team. I was here for like the entire weekend so far. Pretty, pretty awesome stuff. First time at the expo, definitely not the last time though. So first time at the expo for you, how about you? Also for me the first also time. Also for you and you? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So since it's all of your first time, which it's my first time as well, what do you think is your absolute favorite part about an event like this, specifically for sim racing? Uh, for me, I mean, uh, being most interested in the competition here, obviously, we had our race yesterday. The way all the teams came together, I mean, uh, when, any, when anyone had an issue, everyone else, all the providers, the sellers, the teams, they were coming together to help each other, and everyone's just here for the love of sim racing. Like, it's an amazing community here. I've had the best time meeting people who I've raced against online and people who I haven't. Just really, really supportive. Kind of putting a almost a face to a car, if you will, in this context, right? Yeah. So you can be like, I know that guy. I know who's in that car now. It's kind of interesting, right? Yeah, for sure. It's, um, it's really nice just to see also, you know, um, Gridfinder, uh, relatively compared to some of the more established names, new team. It's nice to just see how everyone operates, see... Uh, you know exactly what's going on behind the scenes as well. Yeah. How about you? What's your favorite part of Sim Racing Expo this year? Oh, uh, I need to agree with him. For me, it was the last two days. It was all about the competition. Yeah. I I live for the competition, for the driving. So for me, it was the actual expo I saw this morning. Yeah. The first yeah. time for real. <laughs> You're like, oh, this is uh, what's happening around yeah, this. Exactly. Okay, nice. About the last two days, I was fully concentrated on the race. And yeah. That's what I love the most. Just yeah, you were, you were in, in the zone. That yeah. makes sense. <laughs> How about you? Yeah, for me, uh, luckily or unluckily, I didn't really have the stress of performing in the actual race. Sure. Because we already had the driver lineup uh, set. But uh, yeah, honestly, it was amazing just meeting the whole team, seeing everyone for the first time. 
face to face and vibing with each other, and also seeing some familiar faces around the paddock, as uh, as Daniel said. Um, I don't know, just the whole experience overall, it, it was it was mind blowing for me. Right now, everyone always talks about the good parts of events like this. What would you say was your least favorite thing at this sim racing expo? Uh, not to get into too many controversies. Besides the person who disconnected the <laughs> the, the network that, cable for a bunch of teams. Besides that one. Uh, I mean, we were behind those teams, so I don't know. I so feel you were sorry like, for them. Does anybody else want to disconnect yeah. uh, another one? Not ours, yeah. but somebody. <laughs> I mean, I feel sorry for them, but we've had our share of uh, bad luck throughout the championship, so I can't feel that sorry for them, if that makes well, sense. That's kind of an interesting thing if you think about it, because this is real motorsport. Let's yeah. face it, it just is. You yeah. get the same adrenaline, you get the same problems, but you do get a couple of extra problems, like network connection issues, yeah, for sure. and just maybe general computer lag, or maybe a TV wants to go to sleep on you guys, or something like that. I don't know you know, as it happens. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So. What about your least favorite portion of this event? Now, I know it's hard to pick your like least favorite because you try to block that out. Yes, it, it was simply the, 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 the hardware issues that we had on yeah. that fixing it. So when I came here Friday afternoon, it was just till the race about morning trying to fix everything. That's, that's, that's interesting because you're not going to experience like a gearbox problem yes, or, yes, you know, yes gasket problems in the you're going to experience the pc the tv the pedals the wheel exactly. which we had our fair <laughs> we share had a fair of. share of exactly fair <laughs> so. share of some problems that all got sorted out at the end so that is nice but otherwise i don't see really i mean it was the first one maybe after having two or three more of them you can differentiate where actually something was not so nice yeah in which uh, expo of what year but uh, for the first time, I don't see anything. Nothing really glaring expo wise. It's more technical issues and yes, things that you guys had to exactly. deal with as a team. That makes sense. That makes sense. How about you? What do you think was your worst or least favorite? We won't say worst. That's yeah, okay. That's a big so, term. so, firstly, I want to say that uh, to Danny Guza and, and all the guys who organized the ACC uh, event, it was amazing. Right? The, they, they did really well. And the rig issues that we suffered were difficult, of course. I'd say for me, I've got a very small nitpick, right? Okay, okay. It's the lack of drinking water available. Oh, <laughs> lack of drinking Well, they had a monster booth. I yeah. mean, I've been, you know, fueling up with monster all weekend where, you know, got a little bit of the shakes once in a while, but. <laughs> yeah, for, for me, like, it's, it's, uh, it's a fantastic place. And I think it's, uh, it's been one of the, like, the most amazing sim racing experience I've ever had. Um, and I'm really impressed with the guys. I think also my second least favorite thing was watching the last 10 minutes of Lay on Drive. Because I sat for 90 minutes, the last 90 minutes I was there the whole time, uh, doing fuel calculations for Leon, just making sure that everything was going okay, uh, holding out a card next to the TV so he knew how many liters See, to put in. This is where it is real motorsport. Because a lot of people probably think that Oh, it's just it's just a video game. It's it doesn't really take all that much to sit in a video game and do it. Your reaction times, the mental stress, the calculate you're over here calculating fuel and giving him signs like I don't know, I've seen the movie Ford v Ferrari, right? And he's on the sideline telling him like 
what RPM to keep it under, how many more laps he's going before the pit stop. You're doing the same exact things. Just because it's a video game yeah. doesn't mean it's not anything near motorsport. It might even be more stressful at times because we have that extra layer. Now, some of the motorsport fans may not like that, but it's a fact. We have extra things on top of all worrying about the race, the car, the stress. I think the biggest thing as well is, I, I assume these guys will agree, but I won't speak for them. Because the answer, the entry level to get into sim racing is so much lower, yeah. the number of people and the competition is so tight. Right, you see the qualifying from yesterday. Uh, top 25 teams, maybe within nine tenths. Like, That's... you know, around a two minute uh, or one minute 52 lap time. You know, so the, the spread is so small because the, the ability to get into it, you need a lot less money than you do for real motorsport. And so it's- Unless you're buying the Simicube uh, force feedback pedals, then, <laughs> then you can buy a small Mazda for the price of three pedals. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But uh, in terms of like uh, this stuff with, with ACC, especially, it's a one-time purchase. So it's just so affordable to, to be in and, and to race with. And that's really what I love is that a lot of people, not anyone, because, you know, there is still a cost to enjoy it. But, you know, a lot of people can access it. And it's, you know, it's amazing to see how close these guys were. I mean, talking about managing the race, Leon was managing basically everything. It was really easy for me. I just gave the fuel, watched him turn the engine yellow in the last couple oh, of laps. I've, I've <laughs> seen, I was here hanging out with you a little bit during the races and some of his saves, he, he just ripped the wheel back and you just walk away like completely surprised by the fact that you were, you were able to save it. Well done, by the way. Yeah, I think I was getting a bit too invested. I felt like I was in the car, but I had none of the advantages of being in the car. I couldn't do anything to make it better but also his pace was better than mine so yeah. I was very happy like not being in the car but watching there like the first 20 minutes I was watching it was just very relaxing and then suddenly you're in and it was amazing to see also the rest of the grid finder guys even uh, you know some of the guys who don't sim race with grid finder yeah. uh, standing behind and after five minutes of watching suddenly they're like you know tapping their legs doing the Kristen Horner leg it's the jiggle. exact same stress that you get from watching any sport exact same yeah, stress absolutely. it's just it's exciting it's super stressful at times because you know you just you want a clean lap you want that perfect lap you want to be able to put in that perfect yeah. time for for the skill level of our team and you guys did an amazing job competing with Williams Esports is here like they have a little bit larger of a budget than Gridfinder Racing Team does, and you guys are in Just the same bit. race. Just a bit, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, they have computers with engineers in the background doing all the stuff. You're you're over here with paper going, hey, there you go. <laughs> it's fabulous. It's amazing. Yeah, but I, I think it's not impossible for us to be like that. I think for me, it was the learning experience of seeing. What goes, like when we race virtually, when you're in a real paddock, you can look at the other pit boxes. Mm -hmm. You can see what the other mechanics are doing. When you're racing virtually, you can't see that. They're just behind another screen in their own houses. Uh, you don't know what they're Sometimes doing. Sometimes on a Discord chat where like you can press the talk and talk to each other, right? Everyone, for the big races, I would assume. Yeah, but I mean, the other teams, no. Like you can't see them. So yeah. for us, for me, it's really nice to see how the other teams operate and you know some things I think we do really well and some things I'm like okay I want to yeah. think about that for next time maybe you know uh, some of the guys had set up their own uh, special live timing connected to the server it's like okay that's good for next time to know yeah it's like that's something we should do it would be uh, instead of 
uh, Leon having to toggle every now and again to look at the gaps while he's on the stream. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's better to have someone available to tell him. Let him focus entirely on the driving because I mean his skill is amazing. The best thing that we, we got from this expo, aside from just the general experience, of course, right, is just all the little notes where we're like, you know what, we didn't bring seats. Yes. <laughs> Something so simple, just to be able to sit down. You know, we didn't bring a wireless router, so we didn't have our own internet for all of us. That would be nice. TVs, things, things that we need to make the next Sim Racing Expo just a little bit better, right? Yep, that's so, fine. Fabulous job, guys. Absolutely fabulous job. And do you think this kind of sparked a bigger desire? I know you guys have a massive desire for sim racing already, hence you being on the Gridfinder sim racing team and competing. But do you think it kind of gave you a little bit more of a push as well? What do you yeah, personally, it really did. It's like uh, just a glimpse of uh, what's potentially out there, you yeah. know? So definitely looking forward to hopefully more of these. Yeah, and, and hopefully... You stick with the Gridfinder team, we grow all together, but fabulous job today, or, well, this whole weekend. We're still racing today, so That's true. <laughs> we'll hold off the compliments till it's done so that we don't jinx anything, right? right. Yeah, commentator squares and everything. Right, right, yeah. right, exactly. Well, thank you for joining us, and if you guys want to see more, we're going to be doing more episodes of these mini-series all over our YouTube, so youtube.com slash Sundays and check it out. Thanks for being with us. Welcome to the last day of the 2022 Sim Racing Expo. I have another portion of our Gridfinder Racing team here today, and why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves for the fans? Hello, I'm Dominic, and I'm racing for iRacing at Gridfinder. Hi, I'm uh, Mattis. I'm 20 years old, and I'm racing for Gridfinder in ACC. Nice. Hi, and I'm Clemens, and I'm racing ACC for Gridfinder. Thank you guys for joining us today. It's important for you guys to kind of be face to face with the fans a little bit so they don't just see the little Chevron driving around and you know they get a little bit to know you guys and maybe even be a fan of your guys as we follow your guys' careers and all that great stuff. So, you know, Sim Racing Expo, this is an amazing experience. Is this your guys' first time being at a Sim Racing Expo or have you attended before? Uh, I was last year. Oh, you were? Yes. Very nice. Yeah, but uh, I think last year for the organization it was better than this year, but. Uh, so overall, I think this year is much better. Okay. How about yourself? Yeah, I was here last year too. Nice. Um, but only as a visitor. So, but was uh, way smaller. I like it this time uh, way more. But uh, to the organization, yeah, this, uh, was better last time. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. How about yourself? That was my first sim racing expo. I basically, just started to actually competitively sim race in earlier this year. Well, so welcome. Yeah, it's been amazing to see the whole team and how everything works. It's just an amazing event. Yeah, so other than the organization being a little bit suspect and a little bit uh, kind of all over the place, what would you say is your absolute favorite piece of this Sim Racing Expo this year? Uh, for me, I think it was the race. Sure. I was very excited about it. Uh, yesterday it didn't look like uh, that, but uh, today I think we managed quite good, so I'm happy. Very good. Yeah, for me, uh, for the ACC team, we had a lot of bad luck uh, the last few races, and uh, this race went really well despite um, having all the problems beforehand, and this was really um, good. Yeah, I really like that. Nice, nice. I can't really add anything. It's Basically, it was what Mattis just said. The whole now, season was quite difficult. But Did you guys get to go experience some of the expo and 
maybe test out a wheel that you've been kind of eyeballing online or some pedals or anything like that? What did you get to do while you were here? Um, I test a lot. So I think Aztec was quite good. I liked them really well. Um, yeah, Simocube, uh, I don't know, didn't drove yet. Did you get on the uh, force feedback pedals at all? I, I unfortunately no. didn't get a chance to. Not Tom yet. did from GridFinder, but he said it's cool, but he doesn't know if it's really something that's necessary, was the kind of the feedback there. Because, you know, you're just adding more things to go wrong, potentially. Let's, let's be honest, because we had our fair share of uh, technical problems. Well, I guess it wasn't really technical problems on our side. It was more of the equipment. It just wasn't quite up to snuff for what we wanted. And uh, just imagine having another thing like the force feedback of the pedals aren't working in addition to like the force feedback of the wheel. That would be a lot, right, guys? So what about the races? So is there anything that you learned from the race this year that you kind of want to take into the future and maybe improve upon? Or did you really like an aspect of some of the racing this weekend? Um, for sure we have to train more for the races. Okay. So the time was a little bit uh, short but uh, yeah overall I think it was a good event. Maybe yes uh, with another equipment we had a lot more chances I think but uh, yeah so at the end it was a good race. So. With the equipment problems that we did have, you you had very limited time to actually get on the rig and practice while you were here. So it's almost like your first experience on the rig in this environment, which is a little bit more stressful than home already, was when you're sitting down ready to go. So well done, everyone. But what about you? What do you think about the race? Yeah, I think um, next time we can bring our own rigs. Okay. So um, we, the own um, equipment that we are used to. Yes. Uh, that makes a lot of sense, and uh, not these rigs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and more practice again. Like yeah. uh, Simon was our first driver for ACC, our third, uh, third driver, and I had to um, jump for in for him. Okay. Uh, and last minute, so yeah, I had no training at home, and then this. Yeah, because you were expecting to just come as a visitor yeah, and yeah. kind of support. Yeah. yeah, and then I have to drive, and then I can't, couldn't even train uh, properly. So your your stress level is here, yeah, it was replacement up, up there, driver, yeah. and then you get here and you can't practice, so it goes here, and yeah. it's just that's a lot. And well done for dealing with the just the stress yeah, of it, and you know, kind of rolling with it, if you will. Because I mean, it's our first real big season where the whole Gridfinder team got here, and you know, we're still ironing out some of the kinks. But thank you guys for being patient, of course. What do you think about the race? Because you, you got to just kind of enjoy, and yeah. while the stress level was probably there for you as well, just because the general level of the team was up there, you didn't have to sit down in the bucket. Yeah, well, basically, Mattis and I had a little shootout on Friday evening um, because we hadn't yet decided yet who was going to drive the race. Okay. So Friday was kind of stressful for me as well. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, the stress level, even for me not driving, just watching the race um, was extremely high and was but I don't know, it was just an amazing race and I'm really happy with the result and yeah. I know when you guys were on the rigs, you, you didn't really see the reaction of everyone else watching the race, but the tension was high behind you. <laughs> so when something would go not quite the way that we would expect it, everyone's going and, and throwing their hands up going, oh no, or you know, it was, it was very exciting to watch. And you know, it's, it's cool that sim racing gives you the same exact emotions and the same exact tension and the same exact feeling as real racing, and and I say real racing, but it is real racing. It, yeah. it, 
we need to stop saying that. We need to say racing in general. But you guys are doing amazing things, and I can't wait till the future where we we have our own rigs. We have all of every every little detail ironed out perfectly for you guys because I think you guys have a bright future on this team. So thanks for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having us. We'll be back with one more interview with the team managers, I guess they're called, the team managers from both ACC and iRacing side. If you'd like to see all that, go ahead and subscribe at youtube.com slash at simsundays, and we'll see you in the next one. Thanks. Welcome to the final interview with the Gridfinder Racing team. I have the two team managers from both iRacing and ACC with us for the final day of the 2022 ADAC Sim Racing Expo. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Yeah, well, my name is Axel. I'm racing, I'm racing, it's my most favorite sim. And uh, yeah, in the past year, I've taken over the part of a manager and uh, I take over to Tristan now. Yeah, I'm Tristan. I've been with Gridfinder since, yeah, when we founded the team. Yeah, you were, were, you were the first one, weren't you? Yeah. yeah, I was basically the founder of the team. Yeah. Tom got me onto the team because of a common friend. Um, so yeah, I, I drive ACC, I manage ACC and a bit of iRacing, but Axel does the main job of iRacing, and yeah. That, that's amazing. Now, the team has grown a lot, so obviously I remember when it was really just you, and we were like, you know what, we want a sim racing team of some sort, yeah. we need to recruit some people, and then, you know, how many people are actually on the team now? I, I don't even know the final number. Yeah, so it fluctuates a bit, but we are about 13. Yeah. Yeah, sadly 13 we weren't able members. to bring everyone here some for personal reasons, some for medical reasons. Of course. But so nice to see everyone because we haven't been able to meet for, yeah, forever. First yeah. time I'm seeing some of them. Crazy. This is the first time that basically, the, with the exceptions of the couple you mentioned, the entire team has seen each other face to face and talked to each other and got to hang out. Last night's dinner was amazing where we <laughs> just kind of, we relaxed a little bit, had some Chinese food and just talked, yeah. you know? Got to meet yeah. and to know each other. Yeah, exactly. So. Sim Racing Expo, big event, amazing event. I had a lot of fun testing a bunch of things that I want and probably some things that I probably shouldn't buy, let's be honest. What was your favorite part of Sim Racing Expo? And not the racing part, but pick something that's out in the, in the general area over there. Um, I think it's the section with the wheels, where cube controls and GSI have their locations, because um, normally you wouldn't consider a wheel for like, 1,500 euros, but if you actually lay hands on them, you'll feel like, oh, there's something different. That's a dangerous thing, right? Because you're like, oh, no way I'm ever going to spend that on a, on a yeah. cube controls wheel, and then you pick it up and go, what's my bank account? Yeah, and the worst thing is we actually raced on yeah. some kind of that wheel, and I'm in big trouble now because I don't know what to do. Like in the back of your mind, you're like, how can I get that wheel? How can I get it? How can I get it? How about you? What was your favorite part of Sim Racing? For me, it was just uh, going to all the manufacturers and everything. Because for all of my racing career, I've just been interested in racing and mm -hmm. just got the equipment that others recommended to me. And now I had the opportunity to go to all these manufacturers, some of them I've never heard of, and just test the test the wheels, test the wheel bases, test the pedals, even t see some TVs. Because I'm just racing on a single monitor, seeing mm -hmm. their triple screen setups, seeing. The, the ultra wide, yeah, and uh, also just seeing all these teams next to us and how they operate, how, what they use. It was pretty interesting, honestly. I, I spent a little bit of time just kind of hovering around the Williams booth, which was right next to us, because you know it's Williams. It's 
at a different level than GridFinder is completely because it, well, it's Williams. F1 teams, they have GTT, they have crazy amounts of money and you know, I, f I felt like we ran pretty efficiently and, and very similar in a lot of ways, which is really surprising when you really think about it because it just means racing is racing. It's all, everyone can get into it. Now, sim racing, the nice thing is that the barrier of entry is a lot lower than you having to buy a car or something like Obviously. that. But the, you said something interesting, being able to touch, being able to feel the stuff. We always go online and we look for sim racing equipment based on numbers. So you're like, Newton meters this. Yeah how big it is around, how thick the grips are. What do you think was your biggest surprise of the Expo? So did you pick up anything and you go, wow, I didn't expect it to be this nice? Choosing one will be hard. Um, There's so many. Yes. If you want to think about it, I have one. Oh, he's got one. Um, so, so I went into, into it with a blank mind. Sure. And because I didn't know any of that, I only knew yeah, two, three manufacturers, yep. and I really liked what um, Aztec are doing oh. with their with their wheels, which are I think very good in price for the performance that they give, and they felt really nice. I have to be honest, uh, that was probably my biggest surprise. I had my my eyes and my mind kind of set on Husenfeld, and when I touched their their pedals, I'm I'm yet to drive them now. I gotta wait, but it, there might be something in it where I where I actually choose them instead of Husenfeld. So. We'll see. Obviously, you have to drive it, which that's another thing. Because if I was online, how do you pick? How do you pick between the two? You're like, I like the black finish instead. Like, <laughs> that's all you have, right? Yeah, exactly. What about you? What was the surprise for you? Um, I think from the original racing lounge, they set up two rigs with motion and big triple TVs. Actually, um, I would have never thought that like motion can be in addition to what you feel in the wheel. I always thought it would like distracting when it's too much but it was it was well well set up and it was a lot of fun driving it although it were only eight minute sessions it's interesting because while you have the g-forces in a normal car you have all of the just different ways the car sways back and forth and when you add the motion in the sim rig it really does simulate the same thing it feels like you're in a car. Now, some of the things are a little bit different because of the way that it has to simulate the, the actual forces, but does it have you kind of thinking, maybe I'll get some D-Box stuff and uh, put some motion on my rig? No, because I would need to buy a new rig to, for it to be stable enough to hold the DD and motion. That makes sense. And probably uh, TVs as well. Either you put the TVs on the rig or just stand alone, but... Uh, it was a nice thing to have for, I mean, once or twice a year, but I wouldn't need it for all day driving. Right, right. Now, let's switch gears for a moment. Now, I know the GridFinder team had a couple of issues, which we can go over. What was your least favorite part of Sim Expo? And I think I, think I know where this is going to go, honestly. What was your least favorite part? Uh, running around on Friday, trying to uh, <laughs> solve issues with the rigs we had. Yeah. But uh, in the end, it all worked out quite well. It really did work out, and you know, the tension level on Friday was through the roof. Through the roof, everyone was stressed, everyone was freaking out, and you guys ended up, it came together, not quite as perfect as, you know, this wasn't a Cinderella story where everything was perfect in the end, yeah. but it, you guys performed even better than you wanted to perform. You were saying on stage, P20. P20 would have been awesome, in the end it was P18. Right. We take that. And then on iRacing, we 
we also settled for P20, but in the end it was P16, so nothing to complain about. So you underestimated you guys' skill, and I, I for one, when I'm watching you race, there is pure skill on this team. And with, with a little bit more ironing out of, of some of the details, some of the stuff that we, as the Gridfinder business guys, can, can help you with. Yeah. I and think you guys really do have a bright, bright future. And I think that's some, something that we should stress. We're sitting next to Unicorns of Love and Williams. We're doing this full time. We are studying in university, yep. right? We're doing this on the side. We're having one or You're two in hours You're nights, nights and weekends, sim racer, yeah. competing with some of the biggest teams Yeah, and in the end, in we the are world. here. And racing with these guys on the same track, not on an equal level yet, but who knows where we will end up. We were a lot closer than we thought we would be. Yeah. Who knows? Sky's the limit. We're so just happy. What was your least favorite portion of Well, the I would agree with the, with the rigs. We had some issues. And on Friday evening, so the expo ends at like 7 o'clock. Yeah. And at 6 o'clock, it looked like we wouldn't, gonna, we wouldn't be able to race. Um, yeah, running around all the time. Everyone trying to get some equipment here, there. Heusingberg gave us some of their uh, sprint pedals, which we are really thankful for. Yeah, helping you out a yeah. little bit, helping us out. Yeah, because in the end, just a few minutes before the race, it looked like our pedals that we had on the rig originally, they would fail, oh. and we would have no brake pedal going to turn one on Nürburgring. Ah, we were scared. I don't I think was that would afraid. work so well. <laughs> yeah, but in the end, everything worked out. We also want to give a big shout out to Unicorns of Love for letting yes. our iRacing boys race there. Really helped us out. That, that was amazing. Yeah, but I really don't want to talk too much about the negatives because in the end everyone was so surprised how nice it was here. And you outperformed what you even expected if you had the working equipment. So, well done, well done. I have to say, you know, it's very exciting to see where we can go with this Gridfinder racing team. I wish at some point I was good enough for it, but that's okay. I'll be on the, uh, the fun side of it and we can race go-karts and stuff like that against you guys. One thing that I really liked seeing was in the beginning, um, you guys from the business side were like, oh yeah, sim racing, cool and so on. And you really got into it, especially towards the end of the race for ACC, where I really saw it, everyone was biting their nails. I was like, oh, where Just are we gonna finish? Because it was so, exci it was so exciting. Yeah, because it's, you got two positions in the last 10 minutes. It, it, oh, was, it was absolutely amazing. amazing to see. And like, it is real racing. You know, a lot of people are, are comparing sim racing to real racing and it's just the real life motorsport gives you the same feeling, gives you the same attention, gives you all the same emotions. And honestly speaking, at least in the sim racing world, anyone can do it. If you can afford a wheel, which the barrier to entry is reasonable, you can race. Yeah. So what do you think could improve for next year for the racing teams? What are your goals? If, if you have already thought of some, do you have any goals for, for the next season? Not in particular. Not particular. Uh, yeah, I would say like the usual improvement you can get over a year, focusing on driving techniques, learning some new stuff, maybe getting some, well, I say, new cars to my to my selection, um, and then we'll see where we can go. There you go. What about an ACC? What do you have that you want well, to improve on? We need to stress that this was our first offline event ever. There's a ton of stuff we learned from the other teams. We will have probably have less issues, less yeah. stress of getting everything together. I want that as an improvement. Yep. And then if next time we can be P15 or better, well, just well, improvement. You know you have to shoot for a little bit better and eventually you're going to be shooting for that number one spot where Williams Racing is going to be looking at us going, 
these guys are going to really give us a run for our money, you know? Maybe. I really, I really appreciate you guys being here. So that's going to wrap it up for the Gridfinder Racing team. Tune in to our streams, tune in to our invitationals, and uh, maybe we can organize a little community race where we pull you guys on Sim Sundays and just everyone can see us all together for one just fun race, maybe karting or something like that. That's going to do it for us, and we'll be back one more time with the wrap-up show from the 2022 ADAC Sim Racing Expo. Thank you. We'll see you later. Welcome to the final, final, final wrap-up show of the 2022 ADAC Sim Racing Expo. We actually have kind of the man in charge, the man that was running man. around. Everyone <laughs> wanted your time, and we got a little bit of that today. So, Danny, how are you? Relieved and Relieved. happy that's over, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's been an amazing event. You guys did something. I know, I was like, wait a minute, I'm not talking to the mic. You guys did something absolutely amazing here. And did you see any of the classic car people come over and kind of take a, give a side-eyed look and go, huh, this is kind of interesting? Oh yeah, definitely, because um, I think for the core audience of the other exhibition, you, you notice them quite easy because there's a bit older than the regular sim racing visitor. <laughs> and it was quite funny because when we opened on Friday, this was the start of the other exhibition, you saw them they're walking like around really like mm, what is this kind of stuff <laughs> and then you notice them like two or three hours later again here at our uh -huh. booth and they're driving a simulator so like from from gotcha <laughs> yeah like from looking like very grumpy to hmm, this is actually cool so like, they're like this isn't real motorsports yeah, yeah. oh wait i kind of want to give this a go <laughs> an hour later after they've been on the old classic rally car at the Vasaro yeah. rig with the, <laughs> the, the, the walnut dashes like oh this is a little bit of me they're over there running yeah. checks yeah, yeah, well, the other thing is they're probably wandering around here thinking, actually, this all seems very reasonable like yeah. compared to the price tags in the classic <laughs> retro hall. It would be funny if, like, they walk in, they go directly to Simicube, and they're like, oh, okay, whatever for a pedal. 2,000 yeah, for a pedal. Great, I'll take oh, three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the rest of the sim racing crowd's like, ooh, that's, that's kind of painful. Yeah, last year we had, uh, like, a small uh, test exhibition here with them. And then we had to find some people in there that were like really chatty, so we talked with them, had a beer. And then the one raised his arm, and I saw his watch, and I was like, fuck, I know this watch, because this was a watch you get with one of the Ferraris to start ah. it, actually. And I was like, okay, I think the simulator's no problem for him. Yeah, right. <laughs> that makes sense. So after all of the event is basically wrapped up, obviously there's still people here, you guys yeah, are breaking yeah, down, still, doing, the, yeah. doing stuff. What was your favorite portion of the event? Oh. To be honest, so to be really honest, I didn't get anything what happened on the stage. Oh, bummer! You you didn't catch Sim Sundays. <laughs> to be honest, really, I, I feel like really left out, and I need to watch the stream again uh, on our YouTube channel. Um, but I was involved mainly in doing also the stage panels, getting all the people into the stage panels, yeah. talking with them prior, and to see them then here, like fully, hey, let's have a talk. Thank you for being around and so on. This was really awesome because you have such a different connection after having like the talks with over the Zoom meeting or email, and then you're here, they're on stage, they're coming back, and everybody was like so pumped after that on the stage. They were totally happy, and that added much to, to, to my experience. So your happiness was kind of in transfer from other people's happiness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You were very busy. Like I saw you a couple times where, where you're just walking up and down, and. Very, one day in the morning, you were very chipper and like, hey, how's it going? And then yeah. by the afternoon, you were kind of like, 
Hey, how's it going? Yeah, yeah, that was one day which was really stressful. Um, the good part is most of the days the production and the stream was like very clean. There's nothing happening, no hiccups. Yeah. But it's everything was watched clean from the outside, from the inside, like, like every time you have a fire. But it's not like yeah. some people wear things up. It's like just a live production and small things happening are, have a big effect and on the other side. Like a streamer coming up a little bit late to the to the oh, stage to yes. get set up, like, stuff like gamer that. Gamer muscle. Like one second <laughs> earlier. <laughs> and you get up to be, get a microphone and in here and you're, oh yeah, yeah, okay. One second is enough. What I would like to know, right, is that yeah. I've seen you several times around the hall, okay? And you've, you've looked a little, little stressed at times, basically yeah. crawling around the back of the stage, trying <laughs> yeah, to get everything yeah. done. And yet not a single hair on your head is out of place. How do you do it? Uh, with a gotcha we stuff we got. <laughs> I knew you were going to uh, say that. I said that uh, earlier, Seb Hawkins from Williams Esports around the back, and I was like, how does he do it? Like, I don't understand. He's running around, he's stressed as anything. His hair is immaculate. Thanks to the sponsor, got to be. No, no, <laughs> to be honest, I, I like, yeah, I'm just putting wax into it and hairspray, so then it's like, gone. Well, it's magnificent. Thank you very much. It Thank is. Thank you very much. <laughs> I know it's super, super early, and we're not even out of the Sim Racing Expo yeah. Hall 2022. What's the future hold for us Sim Racers? Because I need more of this. So basically, um, I need to actually to call my boss, but I'm allowed to Can say I that? say this? <laughs> but I think there's enough space in the world to have a second okay. uh, expo. I can't tell whether it's going to happen. One, or one... one problem that I can attest yes. to is a bunch of my friends and, and family and stuff that wanted to watch the expo or watch our podcast. Yeah. It's three in the morning, two in the morning. It's, yes. it's not an hour that they could really, you know, partake in all of this, unfortunately. Yeah. So it would be nice to see something on the other side of the country. Definitely the would. Side of the world. The other well, side of the world, right. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a long I'm four an days. American, and uh, I think the, you know, whatever. You just think that the world is just one big just America, one big right? America. We're essentially yeah, in the yeah. state, the state of Germany. Of right? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> no, just but uh, yeah, it would be nice to have something over in the States. Oh, yes, side. I think the States are really a cool place for that because I feel like Europe is really well developed already in, in sim racing. It is. To, I think down to the motorsports because it's also very far developed. Um, because it helps often. Um, in the US, I think more people are likely to to love life, life acts and mm -hmm. attend to something and like yeah. having a festival of them racing, something like that. And like, yes, yeah, celebrate that. And therefore, North America or America at all, um, a really good place. And also like people are more likely to spend some money on something which is really good. Oh, yeah. Uh, sure. in, in, in Germany, with Germans, like, we're totally concerned, right? So when something costs money, you're just like, what, well, to have, like, 15 pages of a PDF. Yeah. Why it's you good to spend that money on, like... Um, we're like, give me that thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Give it to me. Like It looks pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, America has kind of proven the eSports, the e like, local event concept, right? If you look at the... The esports events they do, like CS:GO, Dota, and League yeah. of Legends, they fill stadiums, and oh, yeah. you know it, it's definitely much bigger in America than it is in Europe. So that's it's actually really interesting, the idea of yeah. being able to do what we've done here, but kind of start edging towards that kind of scale. Yes, exactly. Um, so also, like the people are used to have these kind of events in Germany. We have some kind of esports event in Berlin and Cologne, but it's still like people are talking about what these kind of people are doing there and other countries are much, much farther with that. 
And so I think it's also easier to have like a sim racing expo because yeah. they understand it's gaming. I said a word which probably the Twitch people or YouTube comments will hate. Nah. Um, <laughs> But Zim Racing is also gaming. Well, at the, at the essence of it, you're playing a video game, yeah. so it is gaming. Yeah. But it's also sport, it's racing, it's, yeah, there's exactly. multiple things. And, and that's what is interesting about Sim Racing, yeah. is that it can appeal to a wide audience of people. So yeah. the car people that were just next door, they could like watching it or even racing it. And it's, yeah. it's, it's they don't have to bring their $250,000 car crash it and, and bump it into someone, they can yeah. just have fun on the sim. And, and exactly, and that was what the people from the Virtual Classic told us. They're like, yeah, I have a Yago E-Type, like one of these special ones, and it's like, it's that money, and I can't drive it, actually. Because yeah. if I take it out, I um, lost 10% of the value of the car. Yep. But then you get the simulator, and there's more simulators popping up, which are more fitted to retro cars already. So they're like, okay, then I drive last with my car. Yeah. So, we've been around the Exhibitor Hall. It's obviously yeah. a lot bigger than the Nürburgring. Yeah. Uh, we, I was at the Nürburgring with you last year. It was, it was a great event. It was cool. It was cool yeah. that the, 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 we saw the classic cars just going around the, the track, which was very cool. Obviously, this place is much, much bigger. Do you think this is, this is better than the Nürburgring? Or do, what, what do you think? It's a loaded question. It's an easy question, yes. It's yeah. better. Um, it, it still um, has... We still have some potential, which we need to um, use. But to be honest, when you go through that hall, you see directly Azatec, Fanatec, and Logitech. And that's something that like, doesn't feel anymore like a niche uh, exhibition. It's like the big players are here, and they're like showing off to each other. Yeah. And you really felt it. Like Logitech had a loud sound system. They yes, they did. Everything out. Azatech was like, yeah, look, we have the LP3 car, we, we pop it on. You know, and there was like, shit, shit, shit. Oh, yeah. Wait, they are did? they going to do it in the middle of another one of our interviews? <laughs> yes. they, the first time they started that car up, it was right in the middle of one of our interviews, <laughs> and we're like, okay, well, we got to kind of wait a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like the exhibitors have upped their game, and it's because, and they've been able to up their game because of the space that you provided yeah. them, right? They've had more space to play in. Which, which, which one of them do you think has done them, done them best? Because there's some pretty mm. incredible oh, installations that, here. You can't ask me that question. I need uh. to talk after the exhibition to everyone again. And when they see that, they're like, oh, they paid him for sure. Well, <laughs> no, interestingly, Aztec did say, or Aztec, I always yeah. do that. Aztec did say that they were here in, in kind of a little corner, the last one. And yeah. they were kind of hidden. And this one, they knew that they needed to go big. Yeah. They needed to make a pre their presence known. So thinking about that, you guys are making an event that is important enough to these manufacturers that yeah. they need to be here. They they have to make it big and flashy, yeah. which is super exciting for us racers. Yeah, and, that actually, and it shows also that the industry accelerated over the last part, part, uh, past of years. Um, and also, like, we didn't have that space at the Nürburgring to do that, actually. True. Last year, we needed to cancel some exhibitors because we didn't have any space anymore. Yep. And then you had, like, this long... Um, Floor, but do you want to put exhibitors there where they've compromised the booth because it's not too wide, they can't do, play around with that? So you need to give everybody like an equal chance to display them. Yeah. Well, let's let's get into that a little bit then, because in the at the Nurburgring you had uh, th those booths down the side were predominantly the esports teams, right? Yeah. So all the, the the guys who were racing locally had those slots almost in the corridor, if you like, just outside of the expo hall. So obviously this year we've got the the paddock behind the um, behind the stage, which is great, right? It feels really kind of 
cozy. Do you think that's worked? Do you think that's better? Do you think that the, the eSports hall as a concept is something you want to bring back again? Um, I think definitely. Um, the issue is, you know, you plan that for a year and then you come in and you have like instantly new ideas and what, what oh, yeah. you think uh, that should that should we have done better or that could we change. But I'm too passionate about it. So I've, I will never say it was perfect because I'm like, you need to improve, improve, improve. Um, I think when we would have a bigger hall without like the segment you go over to the hall, mm -hmm. it would be much yep. better. Um, but this was just down because we were scared. We didn't know what we expect, how many people will come and just getting an even bigger hall where everything can place into it is like another whole level of investment. It's a nerve-wracking so decision. You yeah, yeah, you have to balance the weight, what you want to do, what you can achieve, and also be conservative about the investment you do because we do everything up front, you know? Yeah, 100%. And I think our, our drivers, is the first time they've met each other, it's the first time we've met them. They have the had first time we've the met most, face to we've, face. The first time yeah. we've met face to face, we've worked together for two years, Chris and Ohio, so this has, been, this has been an incredible event. All the drivers have absolutely loved it. It's been a really great community feel. So on behalf of all the teams and the exhibitors, I think congratulations, you've smashed yeah. this. This has been so much fun. I think this is going to be the highlight in a lot of people's calendars. Sim racing community is a very small community yeah. and they will all remember this. So. Thank you very much. Thank you for um, expressing this. And already, I talked already to my boss, like we need to do something for the communities that they can also represent the media. That would be, like, oh yeah. Maybe have like a smaller system where the cost is not so high, so it's achievable for everybody. Okay. So just have like a point where the community can display themselves and people just keep grouping up there, like having a chat. Because essentially the expo is for showing products for the exhibitors, but for us, it's just meeting and have a good time together. So. I really want to put this forward. I mean, that sounds like an incredible idea. That does sound like an incredible idea. And I, I know a place that has over 2,000 sim racing leagues that we can get in contact with. <laughs> Gridfinder. Yeah. You, got, you got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I understood that a little. I have already an account there, so no, no worries. There you go, there yeah. you go. Well, we really appreciate your time today. And this was amazing. Thank you so much for letting us do a podcast on the stage. That was, yeah. it, it was a once in a lifetime opportunity. And it felt maybe surreal. not not too more too much once in a lifetime well, because maybe can you do it next year again yeah that, so. and that would be fabulous yeah. we would be more than willing to just fill in any time okay. actually yeah. i was going to joke with you when you were in the lunch hall searching for him I'm like, well do you want a podcast to jump up there real yeah. quick and we'll get up there but uh thank you for your time i know you're busy we'll stop oh. taking up um even more of your time, even even though this conversation could probably last forever. If we could reserve yeah. some time for you to come back on the podcast, and then we can yeah, talk we can about Expo for sure. a little bit we more. We can do this for sure. I'm, I'm now like so chatty. Okay. <laughs> and I have so, so so much things to talk about, and got so many exp uh, impressions from the other people, what they think about, and where I can think about and put it forward to for having new like, new ideas. So um, I'm, I'm happy that I was able to attend and that you invited me. I would, um, I would love to hear, after you get some time to process it, yes, the, yeah. and then you can sit back and, and really have a good opinion about what's going on, I, yeah. I, and watch it. Yeah, know, exactly, it. because <laughs> I, need, I, I need to rewatch all the streams we had, because yeah. I didn't saw anything regardless of the small monitor behind the stage to, yeah. to, to see what's going on. So. Well, turn it on the big screen TV, yeah. sit down with your favorite drink, whatever, and just uh, relax uh, and watch I, I, I need to step down for the drinks after yesterday. <laughs> uh, but I get some water. Well, there you go. Thanks again.
Yeah. And that's going to do it for our coverage of the 2022 Sim Racing Expo, ADAC Sim Racing Expos. And for additional content in our mini-series, go ahead and subscribe to us at youtube.com slash at SimSundays, and we'll see you later. Thank you very much. Bye. Oh, sorry. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>